of June. Can you believe it? It is wonderful to be with you. Bobby and Karen cannot make it tonight, and Jack is probably already in bed. How about that, huh? But I do have a couple of people, a couple of folks here with me tonight. We've got Mr. Bentley Meadows, Mr. Bad Dog himself. Hello. Hello, Mr. Bentley Meadows. <clears throat> Clear my glad, throat. Glad to be one. here. Good. I'm glad you're here, too. And we have somebody that uh, we have not heard from in a long time, but he's on the Fringe Radio Network almost every day or every other day. Please welcome in the zone here, Mr. Michael Basham himself of Spirit Wars. Michael, are you with us tonight? Yes, I'm here, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on last minute. So cool. I miss you guys. <laughs> well, we miss you too, Mike. I'm glad you make it. I this was a surprise to me. You know, uh, <clears throat> we've started a, a group chat in what you call the messenger, and uh, it's great to have you guys in the chat. And so once in a while, we'll hear from Michael. And then tonight we got lucky. If, you, if that's even a thing. But uh, we got uh, blessed with uh, Michael Basham being in the chat and say, hey, why don't you come on the show too? So here we are. And perhaps a little later, somebody else might join us, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll cross our fingers if that's also a thing. So how's everybody doing, though? Good. Good to be back. Feels like coming. It's. I feel like the prodigal son right now. How about coming you, home? Ben? <laughs> Sorry. I'm feeling good. I've been off for a while. It's been like almost three months, I think. What do you mean off? Like you've been on, Bentley, you've been going on vacation or something, right? You've been like, yeah, I've been uh, vacationing, working, um, made a big trip across America. That was awesome. You know, a lot of pictures. I got to hang out, and you only saw like just a handful. But I got to meet all kinds of people. And and while it's on my mind, one of the yeah. saddest things I heard, I'm in Wisconsin, right? Yeah. And I'm in a perfect little downtown Main Street. And it seemed like they all look the same, you know. And I'm at the hardware store because I like to meet people. And, and I'm talking to him. And uh, he says something to the effect of... Uh, Cause I asked him about how long he had been there. Cause his, his hardware store was plum packed. It wasn't like an ACE hardware store. It was like, this dude has been putting stuff in this hardware store for 30 decades. <laughs> and I, mean, it, I mean, whatever you could possibly want, I would guarantee it was in there. And uh, I was talking to him about that. And he's like, yeah. And he, uh, uh, I forget how we got to it, but he said, you know, here recently, I've been to a lot of uh, hardware stores closing. He's like, matter of fact, I went to one today. And he's like, you know, though, out of all my years, and I forget how many it was, of uh, being in the hardware business, he has never gone to a grand opening of a hardware store. I haven't either. <laughs> 
Well, I just thought goes. that was depressing. I don't know why. I was just <laughs> like, oh, man, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, because I think I grew up in my town and we had hardware stores that were already there. You know, we never had a new one show up. You know, I'm 56. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, he made it, you know, I didn't really think about it until he said it. He had never gone to a new hardware store opening up. And I, I thought that said a lot for America to me in small town America. Right. This guy just went to the next town over and bought up the, their hardware store. Now, those people in that town have got to come to his town. There you go. And help each other out, right? Well, I guess, but the point is they should have had one in their hometown, but for whatever reason, you know, I don't know why that guy, you know, somebody could have died. Could have been bad business. Who knows? But just the the state of America, it said a lot to me. It's kind of like, you know, we haven't put up a new nuclear um, power plant in years. Not that I'm completely in on that but i do feel that that's been on purpose however you know not putting one up yeah so the thing is we're we're not getting a lot of new anything right i see a lot of um restaurants that are opening grand openings so what's your uh what was your favorite place to visit while you're on vacation bentley uh, you know, I forget the name of the town. I was coming through Minnesota and up until then it was nighttime and it was about midnight and everywhere I'd come through was, uh, dead. Everybody rolled up sidewalks and town was down. I mean, even like the street lights were off and we got into some town in Minnesota and hello. I can't, I cannot hello. for life of me. Hello. Oh, we have Mr. I'm sorry, Bentley. We have Mr. Daniel X joining us right now. All right. We got the rest of the A team. There you go. I'm on are the B live? team. I'm kind of the. We are live. Team. Hello, Daniel. Hello. It's good to have you in uh, joining us. Uh, of course, Daniel X has his own show, Ministry X. And you can listen to it on, of course, Fringe Radio Network dot com. And he's been doing a lot for the network, and we want to thank you personally, Mr. Danny Daniel X. Certainly. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, let's see. We were, we were discussing uh, Bentley and his vacationing, and we were trying to figure out his favorite spot to be in. Go ahead, Bentley. Well, my favorite spot, there was a bunch of them, but what I thought was unique was this town in Minnesota that when I came through it, it was all lit up. Everybody was still out. It was midnight. All the restaurants were still open. And I'm going right through the middle of this downtown. Now, it wasn't like a small downtown. It was big. But uh, I can't remember the name of the town. But I was just like, wow, this is cool. You know what town I was impressed with? And I went in 2006. And I, I wasn't expecting much, I guess, because... You know what? I don't know. I, I just, for whatever reason, I wasn't expecting much in, in Texas. But I went to San Antonio, Texas, and that's really a beautiful city. I was very impressed with it. Oh, yeah. Is that the one that has like the canal river yeah. thing coming yes. through it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I always thought that, that was unique. 
and uh, no, I haven't been been there, but I know about it. I've looked into some of the canals, and that was one of the first canals. Like somebody was talking about that years and years ago, and that was when they're like, "Oh no, this thing was like built way before these people moved here." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I I found it pretty cool, and and it was uh, nice weather when I went, so it was pretty nice. Um. Michael, are you I with like, us? I went there uh, for some vacation, missionary vacation back in the day, and uh, stayed in a commune. Had animals and music studios. San Antonio, Texas, really nice town, actually. Yeah, I was impressed. I was like, "Wow, okay, I, I, I could dig this." <laughs> yeah, you're really close to the border there, though, so. I wouldn't be there today unless you got a well, lot Well, maybe of... not today, but back then, I was that was like in 2006. It was pretty nice. Yeah, me, 2007. If you're going to move, oh. the, you got to get a lot of um, Spanish tracks because the, the border is being um, So we're all going to be third world missionaries, guys, pretty soon. We're going to have lots of opportunities <laughs> in America. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, in America. Um, America. Yeah. Well, a lot of those people aren't they Catholic anyway? Coming up from down there, statistically, mostly Catholics are the easiest to win. You just, I mean, they'll all pray. You just go up to a Catholic, hey, you want to pray the salvation prayer? They will immediately pray. pray they will. Yeah, I can teach you the salvation prayer in Spanish. I used to do it all the time in Miami. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be really. Entra mi corazón, perdóname por todos mis pescados. Uh, I'm like, what do you call my mama? Pescados, it's not pescados. Like, oh yeah, I mean pescados. So we've had uh, some uh, alien stuff going on, right? I mean, that's happening apparently. <laughs> I've I've heard about that the the whistleblower. Yeah, and I found something interesting. This was back. Uh, this is of. Uh, oh, let's see here. The World Economic Forum. Have you guys heard of that? I'm sure you have. Oh yeah, give me some Klaus Schwab. Klaus, Klaus Schwab. And, oh, that, let him that. let him tell me how my life is going to be and how I'm going to love it. <laughs> Turn my me God. on, Klaus. Go ahead, Michael. You do a good, Klaus. <laughs> the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown is a very silly symbol out for the coming climate crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is the uh, economic form. Yeah. Oh, you will eat bugs and enjoy it. <laughs> Going to hold your field hostage for one million dollars. So check this out. Breaking news. Aliens have made their list of demands. They won't wipe us out if we, number one, get vaccinated. Number two, 
use digital ID. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> get chipped. Number four, let the UN rule. Number five, eat bugs. Uh, number six, stop driving. You use CBDCs. Uh, give more money to Ukraine. <laughs> Can I give Support. it to Joel Brenner instead? This is a long yeah. list of demands. It is a big list. Uh, support Drag Queen Story Hour. Well, you know who wouldn't? Uh, <laughs> Embrace communism and dress like Sam Smith. So there you go. That's our. Uh... <laughs> so uh, all the things to trigger the right. What alien <laughs> did you all get that from? Was that like a was that a Guatemalan alien? A uh, <clears throat> El Salvador alien? Which alien over the border of the wall? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what alien are we talking about? A Ukrainian one? I don't know. <laughs> oh boy, these guys. Well, what do you think? What What do you guys think about what's happening in New York? You know, you got the the Canada with the fires all of a sudden, and then uh, somehow, and it's come to New York. It looks New York now looks like a zombie land. I mean, it's very like uh, smoky, but the smoke looks like a like you would put a filter over a picture. Oh, yeah. Well, how about this? Uh, I watched a uh, a gay fella. He come out. He's down there in New York. And he's doing his little TikTok thing with his camera. And he's like, you know, explaining about the smoke. Hey, I understand being out here is like smoking six cigarettes. And that's okay. Because and then he turns around. He's like, but the lighting is so great. <laughs> the, all that orange light hits his face, and he's taking a selfie, and he does look great. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. The lighting well, is great. Yeah. Well, yeah, it looks vintage, like copper or something, you know, like from the 70s. <laughs> oh, that looks like I'm killing people in the alley, that kind of lighting. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to assume everybody's zombie and out to get me when I see that. <laughs> I've watched too many TV shows, you know what I'm saying? That's what it looks like, yeah. So the World Economic Forum, this is uh, this was back in 2013, I guess. And it's hard to read because the, the printing's small. But let's see. Um, okay, it says Discovery of Alien Life. Supposedly this is an uh, actual... Um, the World Economic Forum report here back in 2013. Given the pace of space exploration, it is increasingly conceivable that we may, I could just hear Klaus Schwab with this, that we may discover the existence of alien life or other planets that could support human life. What would be the effects on science funding flows in humanity's self-image? Yeah. And then it goes on. It goes on to tell like uh, about NASA and stuff. But here's here's really where I want to get here. The bottom sentence it says, "In ten years' time, remember this was in 2013. In ten years' time, we may have evidence not only that Earth is not unique, but also that life exists elsewhere in the universe." Hmm. I'd say they're right on track of their timeline, huh? 
Yeah. Um, and this is like back in 2013. They're, this is like they're talking about the breakaway civilization. They're going to find planets, exoplanets that they're going to be able to escape to, except we don't get all that cool technology and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hearing about this whistleblower blower just tonight and uh, haven't even looked into it uh, a great deal yet. Um, <clears throat> but apparently he's saying that the U.S. government uh, has crashed material. Mm. Um, so well, we all knew that, but it was just a matter of it's like it out. we we've kind of we've got to the point where that we've admitted, you know, what we're seeing in the skies. OK, yeah, mm. our pilots are seeing these things. Uh, they're taking away the stigma of reporting these things. So we're having more reports. And then the next thing is, well, we have this strange metal or this like recovered aircraft supposedly that we've been studying. Okay, people are like, oh, okay, that seems reasonable. They don't know where it's from. And then it's going to be, well, we actually, we have these bodies. Um, <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, wow, wow. Okay, you know, step by step, they're sort of easing us into this is what it feels like to me. Yes, yeah. And then, uh, like on The Simpsons, they're going to take off the masks of the presidents. And then there they are, the green yeah. aliens with one eye. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> so, yeah, every time I think like, OK, I, what you know, what news stories am I going to cover this go around? And uh, it's like every day there's some kind of UFO right. thing to report or AI. I, I got to tell you, and I don't remember the name of this uh, AI robot, whatever thing. But uh, my son was seeing this thing, and my son's only six, and of course he thinks it's he thinks it's really cool. And why wouldn't he? I mean, robots are kind of cool, right? But uh, it's a talking uh, man. It's like a uh, fifteen hundred bucks or something. I forgot the name of it, but it it's like a buddy, you know, a friend. If you mm -hmm. if you didn't have a brother or a sister, you could buy this for your kid, and then he'd have like a brother or a sister or something. Like via, uh, what? Like Chucky. Sort of, but a little bit better looking, yeah. <laughs> uh, like Chucky. But that's a robot, and it's an AI robot, and uh, it tells, it, it, it basically it learns from you, and it's really weird. I wish I remember the name of it, because I could play it for you. But anyway, maybe later in the show if I remember. But uh, yeah, it's uh, <sighs> AI. That's, I don't know. It's cool and yet creepy at the same time. I don't trust it. I have a uh, TikTok AI story. All right. From a, an acquaintance slash, uh, I call him a friend in uh, training. <laughs> I'm trying to get this guy lined up with some social skills. So uh, uh, at times I've been hard on him, right? Okay. Because we're business partners and uh, I am kind of his mentor. But uh, during the uh, one of my moments where I just had to tell him to get the hell out of my face, I find him <laughs> um, chatting with the uh, TikTok uh, AI. 
and he's uh, asking the TikTok AI for advice on his life, like what he should be doing next. And uh, I'm like, dude, he's like, no, man, it's really helping me out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm like, uh, dude, you know, it's not helping you. It is searching for all the different right answers out there for whatever, for other people. Then it's going to put all these words together and it's going to give you that. That It's not looking for the the right answer. There is no book of answers out there. I mean, I got one, but you're not going to find it anywhere else. Right. But he was like, whatever it was saying to him was uh, speaking to him. Oh, wow. So wow. I slapped a 42-year-old man in the back of the head and told him to... <laughs> <laughs> to wake up <laughs> to stop and listen to himself wake up and smell the coffee brother yes guy i had to pull the old uh never-ending story on him i told him oh, to yeah. uh to uh stay on the right path and good luck will follow you or find you <laughs> Oh my! But yeah, that, man, uh, this guy was, that was one of my kid. favorite movies in the eighties as a kid. Yes, me too. I mean, you got to get into the book. The book is where it I'm is. I'm afraid. At. It is incredible. It is epic, and it's not a big book, but it is so epic. I talked about that last night and about the uh, all the different stories that take place in that story. You know, they'll they come to and end up talking about somebody and they're like, well, and these two people went on to become great, blah, blah, blah. But that's a whole other story. And, uh, that'll be told some other time and always, and there's like, it's not real. It's just a story. I'm like, I just want to write one of those stories. One of the stories that didn't happen in. In the, the never ending story. Yeah. Story. Yeah. Uh, Michael, you remember that movie? Or, yeah, yeah, it's a movie. Oh. Did we lose Michael? Oh, he went to go poop. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go poop behind a tree out there <laughs> on his homestead. Um. No, I remember that movie in the in the dog, and I was going to show my uh my son that, but I'm like, I don't know, he's six, maybe he's a little young. <laughs> so Michael yeah, Bachman has wait. left. Oh, he left. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I remember that. That was one of my favorites, and um, yeah, one day I'll show it to my boy. He'll like it. I like uh, anything with puppets. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There he is. Oh, there he Michael is. Basham, he's all live. Should we all go camera? I've been talking this whole time, and you guys, I thought you were ignoring me. Oh, oh no, we, we didn't hear you. you. <laughs> I just hear, I just come back into the call, and I hear Daniel say, I like anything with puppets. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I wish you like better, Labyrinth or Dark Crystal? Dark Crystal was my favorite. Yeah, I love all the Jim Henson stuff. Actually, 
What was the other guy's name? What other guy? The other puppet dude. Uh, he did the voice of Yoda, but he worked with Jim Henson. They were kind of hand-in-hand, kind of. Um, I'm not sure, actually. Anybody? I can't think his name. He was responsible for one of those movies. Jim Henson had a lot to do with it, but the other one did the other one of them. I think, like, maybe The Dark Crystal. That could be. I'm pretty sure he partnered with a couple other people. But I can't think of his name. I remember he... Was in the Blues Brothers. He let the Blues Brothers out of jail. I just watched that movie, too. He was the guy that we gave them all their stuff back. And then they left jail. Well, Michael, we were talking about the never-ending story, and I was wondering, I'm sure you saw it, you know, years ago. <laughs> Have you muted your mic? Oh, hold on. I saw him go blue. Oh. Can you hear me? There you are. Can you hear hear me? Yes. I'm singing here, and nobody's listening to me. I I sang the never-ending story song twice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're not hearing you. Oh, okay. What about now? We can hear you now. So you can go ahead and sing it now. Okay. (laughs) I'm not singing along with you. Now, I'm really self-conscious now. Like that? I was a never-ending story. <laughs> guys remember when Johnny would sing the sailing song? for like Yes, two yes. Weeks? He would <laughs> sing it. I've played clips from Neverending Story and Dark Crystal in my shows. Yes. Both. both. Oh, man. That's so brilliant. Well, those have. shows had a lot of lessons. I mean, for instance, when uh, in Dark Crystal, when the when the evil Lord dies, it's basically when, when the Rothschild died. It was like exactly the same. So, yeah. Very, very intriguing. Jim Henson really... Um, he had his finger on the pulse. But one thing I, I was trying to comment on, and I guess I was muted, um, is I keep getting messages from people like old friends and eccentric friends and Christian friends about the possibility of a Christian AI. Like uh. harness AI to help us to study the Bible better or like ransack the Internet for every dream prophecy about Obama being the Antichrist or something like that. Like. It would be useful. Like, is AI, does it have to be evil, or is there some usage for AI for Christians? That's my question. What do you guys think? Mm. Well, that is a good question. I don't know. That, that, uh, it's just, to me, it's, uh, I don't trust it. And I don't know. I, I think I just rely on the Holy Spirit and see where it goes. Well, I don't mind it. Years ago, I used to play the uh, chess, computer chess, one of those uh, oh, yeah. Radio Shack chess boards that you could play the computer at all the different settings. And that was kind of AI in a way because it was just programmed to do certain things like whatever I did, it had a counter for or it already had a plan. 
But I would do things sometimes, and the thing would just shut off. It gets stuck because mm-hmm. I didn't play conventionally. Like I just did something that was not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I don't mind like the the beginnings of it because I mean, it is cool and it can help you and it turns your lights on and all that. But but to where do we like cross the line? Where is that line that would cross where? okay, we can't go back, and it knows more than we do, that type of thing. You know, that that's that's mm-hmm. the scary part. Well, it already knows more than you do. If you've got <laughs> that going on in your house, it mm-hmm. knows a hell of a lot more what's going on in your house than you will ever know. That's, that's true. Yeah. Right now. And everybody else who's allowed to get into that and look at your data points, man, those are all data points going somewhere. And people figure that out. I say we just find ways to hijack the technology. And if we can use it uh, to our benefit, if we look at it as a tool versus, you know, some kind of esoteric, you know, thing. Yeah, we can certainly like use it. Um, Yeah, like you said, you scan all the scriptures, all the writings of the, you know, the church fathers, every, you know, um, to, you know, connect these dots, and um, so I, I think maybe that's our kind of way to survive through it. Is we'll maintain like these small communities of people within the system, so to speak. Um, but I definitely think we're going to be faced with society relying more and more on AI um, to the point where the AI is always going to be consulted as an authority. Um, and that will be an excuse to say, well, your viewpoint, okay, you know, free, you know, you have freedom of speech or whatever, but the AI doesn't agree with you. Therefore, you know, we're not going to consider um, your opinion. Um, so even less and less representation, I think it basically, you know, it'll be promoted as something that's to benefit all humanity, but it, it'll be something that's abused and uh, used by the elite to control the rest of us unless we can find, you know, ways to sort of hack in and, um, you know, find these little crevices and caves and stuff to still operate in. That's a very good point. I, I think you're absolutely right on that because uh, you can kind of see it turning that way already in, in, a, in a way. I don't really think AI as AIs, like really artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. From my understanding of everything I've learned about it, there's nothing intelligent about it. It's just an algorithm looking through everything that's out there. And if you 